You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. What's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access Chalk Talk Edition. I just wanted to jump on here real quick and break down the tape from the Packers' victory over the Saints. Uh, Obviously, 18-17, to the thrilling fourth-quarter comeback, and had a lot of people request this. And uh, unfortunately, we had to do it kind of in uh, non-peak time. Uh, Had a little bit of time this afternoon and thought, let's go ahead and knock it out. Of course, this will be on podcast form as well. So don't expect a lot of people in here today. Although Emilio is in the house, a little early action. Got to love it. Eric Sutherland in here as well. Looks like we got Mano in the house too. Um, so yeah, this is kind of the uh, the time that we had to uh, to to kind of dive into the tape, right? And it's going to take a little bit, uh, a little chunk of time to get through this. Hopefully, we can get through it in a uh, in a timely fashion. But there's a lot of plays. I had to narrow it on down. I'm sure there's plays that you guys were looking forward to seeing broke down that probably didn't make the cut. I had to cut it off at some point. There were a lot of negative plays. There were a lot of positive plays. It was a fun game to go back and watch, and I'm sure you guys have already done that yourselves. But really the goal was to find the plays that impacted the game the most, right? So uh, I had to choose, do we key in on how the Packers feel so far behind so early, or do we key in on the comeback? And I think we would all agree probably be a little bit more enjoyable to uh, to key in on the comeback. So that's what we've done, all right? You're going to see uh, – I don't even know if there's any negative plays, to be honest with you. Um, it's all a big blur putting this together. But, again, we are got it on podcast form. I'm going to do my best to uh, to try to explain for those of you listening on the podcast where at least you come away with some information going, okay, um, you know, maybe I, I learned a little bit of something about how uh, Joe Barry played defense against the Saints and how the Packers made adjustments in the second half, those type of things. So with that being said, let's see, we've got a, 
Jarrell in the house too. Uh, hey, appreciate you uh, hopping through. He says, I'm impressed with, uh, with defense and still battling injuries. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a battle. That's the other thing too. Everybody's like, oh, well, it's the Saints. Isn't it funny how they said that? It's just the Saints. Well, they Derek Carr got injured. It's like, bro, do you realize we had like seven starters out? I mean, Devondre Campbell left the game. We were already missing like four, if not five, of our best players on the roster. I think uh, Rob Domoski put a tweet out, which was really interesting. If I remember it correctly, we were playing that game against the Saints with 36% of our salary cap. Now, what does that mean? That means that the players that were active in that game, right, that weren't injured, only account for 36% of our salary cap. Imagine taking any team across the NFL and saying, hey, look, you've got to dwindle your active roster down this week to only, you know, 36, let's say 40%, or let's give a benefit of the doubt here. You've got to dwindle it down to 40% of your salary cap, right? You've got to shave off 60% of your roster from a cap standpoint and go out and play a game on Sunday. And the Packers somehow, some way pulled out a win. I don't think um, it should be overlooked. There are no easy wins in this league. You guys probably heard Aaron Rodgers today on the McAfee Show talking about every single week. I mean, we just watched the Cardinals absolutely boat race the Dallas Cowboys. Last week, the Dallas Cowboys had the best defense, arguably the best defense in the history of the game. There were people saying that, right? And I wasn't going to sit here and go, oh, no way. It was still early. They were playing dominant. Somehow the Cardinals come out there and pew, pew, you know, <laughs> with their wacky coach and they pull out pull out the big dub, right? So you just never know. You never know. We got Mark in the chat. What's up, Mark? Appreciate you swinging through. Emilio, you got it, man. The tape never lies, dude. Just keep moving the goalposts. That's what they're doing, my man. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mark also said a lot of money left on the training table. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I see a lot of comments about the Packers training staff and nobody taking like, personal shots at any individual trainer. But I understand the frustration, man. When I hear people say, what is it about Green Bay, man? They're just, it seems like we're always riddled with injuries. First of all, that's going on all across the league. We just don't follow those teams as close. So we don't hear about all the nagging injuries, all the questionable uh, injury statuses that end up, you know, players end up playing anyway and all those things. But um, the hamstring is what's, what's odd. It just keeps popping up at every position, right? Very, very strange. Um, yeah. And you're right, Mark. Mark uh, Coach McCarthy used to say, next man up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's waste no more time. Let's get right into the tape here. And I'm going to go ahead and share the screen. I'm hoping that you guys can see this. Obviously, you can hear me um, because uh, Emilio made that comment about moving the goalposts. So I know we're good there. I'm not going to be sitting here talking to myself for an hour and 15 minutes only to find out that no one heard a thing that I said. So uh, let's do it. Let's jump in here. First play, right off the bat, the opening drive. And uh, this was... This was really cool. This kind of set the tone for the day, right? And um, this was a uh, – I'm trying to think. Let me fast forward ahead here. I can't remember what the down and distance was. I know it was the opening drive. Let's see. It was a third and ten play. So the very first third and ten play. Uh, can we get kudos to, to Joe Barry? I mean, at this point, Derek Carr was still in the game. He was in the game for the majority of the game, right? Um, come out, open and drive, and shut them down, put them in a third and long, right? So the Packers are going to come out here in a nickel two, four, five, cover one robber, man match, sugar B. And I put T uh, put two I swat and swim. Okay. Because this is the sack by Kenny Clark, where he's in the two I and he uses a swat and swim. All right. So let's focus in on the cover one robber. What does that mean? First of all. Okay. That means we're in a cover one man match defense. Okay. 
You notice how you got the two safeties on the shelf. We're showing that too high look. These guys are eight yards off the ball, roughly, maybe maybe closer to nine yards off the ball. So you're showing cover four right out the gate, okay? And we're in this nickel two, four, five. And one of the things that I noticed that they like to do against the Saints was they were overloading the left side of the offensive line, or I should say the right side of the offensive line, uh, the left side from the defensive perspective. But let's let's try to always communicate on here for podcast purposes that when I say left or right side, imagine the camera is directly behind the uh, – behind the offensive line, okay, behind, you know, that Madden camera that we talk about, right? But, again, they were showing their shells, two high shells, cover four look. Typically when the corners play that far off the line, uh, that's a cover four look because you're not you're, – you're looking – you're basically saying, look, we're going to play the sticks. You're not going to beat us deep here. We'll give you anything underneath. I know fans don't want to hear that, but it's one of the reasons – I heard Darius Butler talk on the McAfee show earlier today was talking about how frustrated offenses get when people play that two high shell, Right. Like we and, and some Packer fans, I, I I put emphasis on some. Some look at it as as a negative. Like I can't believe they're playing this soft, guys. When the offense comes out and looks and they see that too high shell and those corners are playing that far off, they're going well crap. Forget about the shot play. And then you'll notice sometimes there's late rotation. Okay, so um, that's your too high shell. They're showing a cover four pre snap look. Now we're going to run a cover one robber. What that means is this safety here is going to cover deep center. Okay. These guys are all man coverage. We're playing a little press man in the slot. How about that? You've seen that all day. Man coverage up here. Now, what does robber mean? Robber is a simple term. When you run a cover one robber, okay, it means the strong safety is going to play mid zone, okay? So your free safety is going to play deep, as we've marked here. Your strong safety post snap rotation, and this is what makes it so frustrating for a quarterback, is they can't gather information pre snap when you constantly show a too high shell, okay? So the ball snap. Now they have to go from pre-snap uh, reads to post-snap reads, and it's a lot more difficult to uh, to make a post-snap read when you've got those big hog mollies on the defensive side bearing down on you, right? So this safety is going to sink into the box here, right? And he's going to kind of play the first down marker in the mid zone. So you've got deep safety down the middle, so it's going to be midfield closed, right? Right now we're showing middle open, and and we're going to go to middle closed, okay? And that's again, that's that post-snap rotation robber is when the strong safety falls in to a short zone okay these guys here they're actually playing man coverage and they disguise it really well all right so they're playing man now notice how they're in the middle so they're showing a zone look we're showing a two high shell cover four either drop or zone match probably more of a spot drop country quarters because you notice this guy isn't out here on the tight end now Again, the reason this is robber is because the strong safety is dipping down. As you can see, the tight end is on the right side of the line of scrimmage, so the strong safety is the one who's going to sink down. All right, now what we're going to see here is the sugar B. All right, what does sugar B mean? This is real quick. I'm going to I'm going to explain this to you. You're going to have Quay Walker come up here and sugar the B gap pre-snap. What does that mean? He's going to show them blitz. We did this all day long against the Saints. And what we were doing was over overloading the right side of the of the offensive line with pass rushers. And we were sugaring the B gap on the left. That forces them to set the mock in a way that that, that linebacker, Quay specifically, has to be a part of the blocking scheme, the blocking assignment. Okay. And what that does is nine times out of ten, it puts the guard having to account for Quay, and then Quay would drop into coverage. In this case, he's just going to snug up to the line, show blitz, and he's playing man coverage on the running back. Okay, so let's roll the tape here. As we get it, there you go. You see Quay, he's walking up. He's sugaring the B, right? 
Now they're okay. The center had to make the adjustment. You've seen the right guard kind of look over. All right, the protection set. Who's coming? Who's not? They're still showing a zone look. Is it a fire zone blitz? Is Quay just going to drop in the zone? Is it still country quarters? Watch the strong safety. Ball snap. Here comes the safety rotation right there. See how he tried the sugar to the or he tried to hide it to the last second. Now, as you can see, Kenny Clark was on Derek Carr before he could even blink an eye right now. How does he get to the quarterback? Let's highlight that real quick. And I don't mean to spend this much time on this play, but it's absolutely huge that you start the game off like this, guys. This is what you're looking for as far as getting started quick, all right? First of all, two-eye swat and swim. What does that mean? You see Kenny right here. He's in what we call a two-eye. Remember we we identified how um, the uh, how the defensive line technique – is established. If you're over top the center, if you've got a nose on the center, that's zero tech. Over the guards, that's a two tech, right? Over the tackles, that's a four tech, okay? Anything in between is your odd numbers. So why is it two I? Why is it not one? Because as you see here with Kenny um, in this spot right here, notice how he's playing half of the guard, okay? He's not splitting the gap completely. That's what you call a two I technique, all right? So he's going to be the two I, and I said two-eye swat and swim because that's the move that Kenny uses here. It almost looks like a, a little mini Reggie White hump move. Watch this move here. But with the swat and swim, what you're going to see is Kenny is going to he's going to smack the offensive line in the center and then do the little swim move. All right, let's take it back. It happens really, really quick, very subtle. I love that Kenny forces the center to drop over. See how the guard is isolated on Quay? If we knew Quay wasn't blitzing here, guess what would have happened? That guard probably would have sunk back and helped with Preston, may have even helped with Kenny here. But because we sugared the B gap, that forces an oscillation play for our boy Kenny Clark. You got um, Rashawn Gary out here in the wide nine, right? Right out here. If I can get it to Mark. You got your wide nine out here. You got your four tech here, and then you got your two eye. You're forcing an oscillation play here. They've all got to account. So when they came to the line of scrimmage and they set to protection, I guarantee you they came out and they look to set the mock. They go, okay, bang, bang, bang. All right, Kenny's the mock. I guarantee you the center pointed to the nose and said 97's the mock. What's that mean? He's taking 97. Everything as far as pass protection is going to be set on Kenny Clark in this situation, okay? And what that means is the tackle is going to block Preston Smith. The guard has Quay. The center's got to slide over and take Kenny. The guard's got to slide over and take the four tech and then – of course, the uh, the right tackle has to slide over and be be ready to fan out and take this wide nine with Rashawn Gary. All right, now let's watch the swat and swim. It's real quick. It's real subtle. Let's see if we can pick it up. Watch Kenny. He's going to kind of fade to his left. There you see it. He's going to smack the center on the right shoulder pad. Bang, there's your swat, and then your swim. That swim move is his left arm coming over top. Look at this, guys. It doesn't get any better than that. And again, you look at Quay Walker. He didn't even blitz. The guard realizes it now. You can see the guard's his his head's turn around like, oh crap! I could have helped with him. But again, you've got to set the protection as if Quay is blitzing. You guys remember last week they got a free rush on Jordan Love, and everybody was blaming the offensive line. And I said, no, 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 no. That's on the protection. Whether it was Josh Myers that set the protection wrong, or it was Jordan Love that didn't identify, hey, this guy. When when you bring more rushers than, than you have blockers, then it's on the quarterback to identify that free rusher and you say, that's my guy, right? You're, you've got to account for him. You've got to make him miss or get to your hot read, right? But again, if you look at Quay Walker, he's not even blitzing. He's in man coverage right there. See him, see him play catch man. Now, notice the other guy in the middle. 
they did. I'm spending way too much time on this play, but I just love this stuff, man. I love it. Like right here, you see this defender, okay? Watch him. It kind of looks like they're playing zone, right? But watch. He's going to stick on his guy. Man match. You see the safety dipping down. Cover one man. See your deep your deep safety over here. And I'm sure they've seen something on tape that made them want to go to that look. All right? But, again, Kenny with the swat and swim. Derek Carr never had a shot. That set the tone for the defense all game long. All game long. Kenny was fired up. It's so good to see him come out and get a sack like that. And he's been grading out low PFF-wise. And I can't say that I disagree with it, to be honest with you. Um, there's times that I go, like like that game, that play stood out to me more than any of them, right? Because he got started quick. He got started very fast. Um, and then, you know, when you think about it and you go through the rest of the game, it's like, yeah, when did we really hear from him again? There was one time I know he got a pressure, right? And I think he got a couple of quarterback hits. But it's like, okay, he kind of disappeared after that. And that's not to knock him, but you've seen right there he was playing a two-eye. Remember, he's been playing a lot of three technique, right, and a lot of three technique on the left side of the offensive line, like attacking the left guard area. Well, for whatever reason, against the Saints, they put him in a one-tech and a two-eye on the right side yesterday because they wanted to show these exotic looks. You're seeing it here again. Let's fast forward to the second quarter, um, very first play of the second quarter. It's another third and nine play. Joe Barry did an excellent job putting the New Orleans Saints even before Carr got hurt, did a great job putting them in third and long consistently all day long. Just an excellent job calling plays, I feel like, by Joe Barry. I know many people aren't going to say that, but here's this same look again, okay? I want you to really, really identify this. We got uh, nickel 245. We got weak right overload. What's that mean? All right, that's the strong side of your formation because you're tied in, right? So that makes this side over here, right? This side of the field is your weak side, Okay. So we're going to do a weak right overload. Now, focus in on the, the guys who are showing blitz. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Now, they may be chipping with this tight end, but it's probably a five-man protection, and they may do a little chip with the running back. Okay. But you've essentially got five defenders rushing here. You're showing Quay in that B gap again. We keep showing this sugar B, right? In this case, we're actually going to blitz them. It's going to be a linebacker blitz. Cover three match. Okay, so we're in uh, we're in zone match on this play, and I want you to key in on the bottom. Look how they do this isolation down here with these three defenders. Okay, and for those of you on the pod, you've basically got a guy that looks like he's either in a two eye or a one tech uh, on the right side of the offensive line. So imagine the cameras behind the offensive line. You've got the two eye or the one tech that's going to occupy the center. Okay, then you've got the defensive end that's out here uh, in more of a five tech, a four to a five tech. He's occupying the guard. And you got Rashawn Gary in a wide nine that's going to occupy the tackle. Now, in this particular case, they do have a chip going on here, okay? They've got the running back is going to chip block and then get out here on a little leak, all right? I want you to watch how Rashawn Gary plays this. It, it is absolutely awesome. And, and let's see here as they get ready to blitz. Okay, here comes the blitz. You see Quay's actually coming this time. Look at the bottom of the screen. Rashawn Gary gets skinny. Just a quick little bull rush and takes the quarterback, uh, basically gets him on his heels and then finishes with the sack. That was uh, one of three sacks for Rashawn Gary. Now let's watch it from this angle. What I really want you to key in on, and this is the savviness that is Rashawn Gary. Keep in mind, this tackle is blocking Rashawn Gary, okay? Now this running back, the tackle knows he's got help with a chip block before he leaks, okay? So he's going to chip Gary. If you'll notice, Gary speed rushes first. It looks like he's going outside. We watch it here in slow motion. 
disregard the the telecast's arrow because it's not even in the right spot. I don't know why they did that, <laughs> but here we go. Watch Gary. He's going to start outside. He shows speed rush outside right here. What's he identify? Right here, he sees the chip. So watch what Gary does. It's very subtle, but watch him. Outside, he's going to get skinny. The guy isn't even going to get a chance to chip. See how he tries to throw that elbow into his ribs? Gary gets skinny. So he gets the tackle completely off balance. I want you to really look at the tackle's feet. Look at his feet down here. That is not a proper pass set, all right? I guarantee you if Mike Wall was watching this, he'd be laughing out loud. Gary's got him beat from the get-go. As Mike Wall always says, it's all it all comes down to footwork. Every single play comes down to footwork. So they're doing a little double chip here to slow down this rush. Doesn't even matter. Gary's savviness gets inside, quick bull rush, bang, and he's on the quarterback again. Just an absolutely awesome play by Rashawn Gary. Um, again, it's a tone setter. Third and down, you're off the field. Kenny got a sack already. Rashawn gets the sack early in the first half. That's what really, really kind of sets the tone for the defense all game long. All right, let's move on to another defensive play. Now we're in the third quarter. Guys, we're losing 17 to nothing. You notice all we've hit on so far is, is defensive highlights, right? Defensive chalk talk. This defense deserves some respect after this game, I'm telling you. Because at this point, they'd only given up 10 points. You know, seven of those points or six plus the extra point obviously came from the uh, – it was either the kick return or the punt return for the touchdown, right? So we're holding them to 10 points here. And we're just – we're doing anything we can starting the second half here to just try to give our offense a chance to get us back in this game. All right, we're coming out in a nickel two four five. It's going to be a cover six match or quarter – quarter, half, or half, quarter, quarter, okay? We're going to run a fire zone blitz. That right, fire zone blitz from the Dom Capers days. Of course, we didn't play uh, much zone match back then. I don't even know if it existed, to be honest with you. It's probably called something else. But we're going to run a little linebacker delay blitz as well. And, of course, the move that Gary uses here is a punch, pull, and swim. All right, so let's key in on what the fire zone is doing, all right? Let's look at how many people we're showing rushing here, right? We're showing Preston Smith rushing. Here, here. So we're showing four, right? We're showing four rushers just like normal out of this nickel two, four, five. And these guys are kind of, you know, they're bluffing a little bit. They're showing that they're just going to be playing back in their normal zone, right? That's kind of what this looks like is just a normal spinner maybe, okay? So as the play rolls, though, I want you to key in on our boy up top, Preston Smith. Watch him. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones 
by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, we roll the tape. Look, he's dropping into coverage, and look what's going on, gang. We're bringing a linebacker, a double linebacker blitz. This is what I refer to as a fire zone blitz. Now, some people would say, no, it's not a fire zone unless it's interior defensive line. You can look at it however you want. I ref- The way I look at a fire zone blitz is when you have someone on the line of scrimmage who is typically a pass rusher, and they're showing rush like they normally do. They fake a rush, and they drop into coverage, and then you replace that gap that they're giving up, that pass rushing gap they're giving up. You replace it with another blitzer. That's called a fire zone blitz by definition. All right. Um, so again, what's going to happen? Preston Smith's going to fake the rush and he's going to drop back here in the zone. Okay. And again, this is, uh, like I said, cover six. It's, uh, it's quarter, quarter, half. And these guys are firing. These guys are firing, firing, firing. So you're bringing five, right? You're bringing five, uh, five rushers against five blockers. They probably got a chip back there. I want you to key in on Rashawn Gary at the bottom of the screen. Look at this. Punch. See him punch him. Punches him in the chest. Pull. See him pull back. Swim. That's a punch, pull, and swim, and this is the play where Derek Carr gets hurt with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. All right? Let's go back and – it was in the replay. I just want to leave it here to remind me that is where he got hurt. You can see, man, that a- AC joints ain't nothing to mess with, man. Um, I can only imagine the pain he's in right there. He probably thought he broke his collarbone at that point, to be honest. Um, I think there's a replay here. If not, then I'll back it up. I can't remember if we actually show another look at that or not. We did not, so I'm going to take it back. So the punch, pull, and swim. This is a move that you've seen Enigbare use in the preseason as well. And man, it, it works like a champ because these offensive linemen they learn they learn your moves, and that's why it's so important for people like Lucas Van Ness to port to put more moves in his arsenal, right? To have more tools in his bag. But I want you to key in on Rashawn Gary. He's going to punch. He's going to do a bull rush. He's going to punch him. Then he's going to pull his arms down, and then he's going to swim over the top. Okay, watch it right here. Slow motion. Here's the punch, pull, swim. Right to the quarterback. Rashawn Gary's a beast, man. He's an absolute beast. You've seen Quay get there, too. If Rashawn hadn't got to him, Quay probably would have had to sack on that specific play. So, again, another third and nine. I know everybody likes to pretend that Joe Barry just plays vanilla and he plays off and they just play quarters coverage. I've showed you cover one robber. I've showed you a fire zone blitz. I've showed you quarter, quarter, half. Like, I've shown you a weak overload front that that basically uh, Joe Barry showed – all day long. I mean, this, this whole thing is riddled. It's, I mean, it's, it's literally littered. This whole highlight is littered with defensive plays. This defense showed up big time. Now we're, we're still losing. It's 17 to three. Okay. We're in the fourth quarter. Now it's hard not to grin because I mean, 10 minutes left in the game, we're down 17 to three and knowing that we go on to win this game is just absolutely awesome. All right. So here's the play. First and 14, all right, they obviously had a penalty. We come out in a 34-jam cover six zone match, and it's going to be a speed chopping rip by Rashawn Gary, okay? So you're, you're hearing all these different speed rush moves he's using. Earlier, he showed speed and went the bull rush, right? Then he goes to the punch, pull, and swim, right? With Kenny, you've seen the swat and swim. He went left, got the center fading, to his, uh, his right side, did the swat and swim. Now you're going to see a speed chop and rip, and I'll explain what that is. First of all, let's talk about 
what the defense is doing here. 34 jam front. There's your three down linemen. There's your four linebackers. Why is it a jam front? Some people would call this a bare front as well, but typically the way it works is you've got your nose is covering up the center, okay? Your defensive ends are covering up the guard. You're forcing an isolation for your edge rushers on the tackles, okay? And again, typically a jam front is when you have five rushers, okay? You've got five guys on the line of scrimmage attacking the ball, and you've got the the center is covered up by the nose and the guards are covered up by the defensive end. Okay. So you're, you're forcing an isolation play. If you had a safety up here blitzing as well, that would be buddy Ryan's old 46 defense, which is kind of cool. So you're, you're taking some principles from the past and, and, and kind of interlacing them with your, your current, uh, current defense. But again, this is cover six zone match or quarter, quarter half. That's the thing that we like to play the most is quarter, quarter half. Now, What's the speed chop and rip? I want you to focus on Rashawn Gary. This is his third sack. Guys, he absolutely dominated this game. I'm pretty sure it was this was Rashawn Gary's third sack, if I remember correctly. He he's probably I know Jordan Love got a lot of praise, and rightfully so, man. That comeback was absolutely awesome. He put the team, he put the offense on his back, I should say. Without Rashawn Gary playing the significant snaps he did, which was a little over 20, uh, increased from the previous two weeks, we don't win this game. I really believe that. I mean, he dominated this game. That's why it meant so much to him. You can see him in the locker room, man. He was just – he was kind of beside himself, right? But watch him right here with this speed chop and rip. Again, it's a speed chop and rip. He's going to speed to the outside, chop the hands down, and rip. Okay, it's real subtle, but just an absolutely awesome, awesome pass rush move. Let's watch it again. Try to take you in slow motion here. Speed to the outside. As soon as the tackle goes to get his hands on him, you're going to see Gary – Chop his hands away. He's going to smack his hands down right there. See him chop him. Chops it. And then rip is the opposite of the swim. You know, the swim, we're talking about taking the arm over the blocker. With the rip, you're putting the arm underneath the forearm of the blocker and ripping up. You'll see Gary rip up right there. That creates separation. They can't grab a hold of you, right? Of course, look, look, at, look at the right tackle trying to hold Gary. There is nothing he can do. Bain was on a different level, man. And, of course, Winston, that's one of those watch-out plays. That tackle goes, all right, here we go. Speed outside. Oh, crap, my hands. Watch out. <laughs> that's a, that's a watch-out sack, no doubt about it, man. But Rashawn Gary just dominating. Add a little insult to injury there and stomps over him. God, I love that dude, man. Heart and soul of this defense, man. Absolutely love him and Aaron Jones and now a young Jordan Love, man. It just feels like this team's coming together. I'm excited about it. All right, so – now, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty, right? Some people were going, Clayton, you're already inside the, the, the five-yard line. What happened to the plays to get us down here? Remember, it was like two or three penalties in a row, pass interference. We just started winging the thing all over the yard and drawing flags, right? Figured there was no point to show those, but I did want to mention it. That's how we got down here. All right. This right here is, is absolutely awesome. This play, you guys have heard me talk about um, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia and the RPRs, right? Uh, you've heard me talk about how Shane Stockton is going to try to do that in Indianapolis with Anthony Richardson, RPR. What does RPR mean? Run, pass, run option. All right. Now, what's a run, pass option? Let's start there. Run, pass options. When you come to the line, you've got a passing play and a running play built into the same play. And the quarterback has the option to either throw the pass or hand the ball off, depending on what the defense does. Okay. We've seen it all year last year. It's what cost us the game against Detroit. Um, 
specifically the one in Lambo, I believe it was. I don't know. It might have been in the dome when Aaron, uh, you know, Aaron played two of the worst games against the Lions last year. It's just beyond. You guys know I've defended Aaron 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 Rodgers to 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 no end, right? Um, but last year, when you look at the Detroit game, especially that second game, that game that was the 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 deciding factor for getting into the playoffs or not getting into the playoffs, Aaron crapped the bed. And you get inside the five, and he wanted to run, uh, you know, basically run pass options, and they were baiting him, right? So they. You know, the year before and the year before that, he won back-to-back MVPs doing run-pass options with Devontae Adams, okay, doing RPOs, right? So with the RPOs kind of uh, structure put in place, now the stage is set to run an RPR. You wasn't going to run an RPR with Aaron Rodgers very often because Aaron Rodgers just didn't have the legs he used to have, and you don't want to risk someone who's almost 40 years old getting hit, right? Um, it's going to – I mean, you've seen it. He, he's out for the year because of the Achilles – the body, you know, it takes uh, – it, it's a lot of wear and tear. It takes a beating over the course of a career. Um, so with Jordan Love, now you got this young, fresh fresh uh, quarterback. You can mix in some RPR. So let's talk about what the RPR is. All right. This this just fired me up. 11-gun, trips left, nub right, T-same, RPR, F-fade, slay, read option. Okay? Let's talk about what all that means. All right? So essentially – 11-gun, one running back, one tight end. You guys know what that means, right? There's your running back. There's your tight end. Trips left. So you've got three wide receivers to the left. We know they're wide receivers. Why? Because we said nub right. That means your tight end is a tight end nub right. A nub, a tight end nub formation is when the tight end is attached to the offensive line. Some people could say nub flex. That's totally cool. But you're essentially saying the tight end is the only person on that side of the ball on the field, okay? So you're communicating all this through this play call, 11-gun, one running back, one tight end, trips left, nub right, T-same, right? Which basically means the running back is on the same side as the tight end. Now we're going to run an RPR, run, pass, run. It's going to be an F-fade, your F receiver or your flyer. Okay, why do I consider him the flyer? Let's, let's highlight that real quick. Your X receiver is the starting point of every passing play, okay, and identifying the different positions from a wide receiver standpoint on the field. It's always been explained to me by coaches both at the high school and college level. I've heard some pros say it as well. Listen, there may be different terminology and different details to to uh, different offenses across the league. I'm sure that's the case, especially when communicating plays, right? Um, but in this case, this is how I identify it. Your X receiver is the first receiver you identify. The X receiver is on the line of scrimmage opposite the tight end. Here's your tight end. So which receiver is on the line of scrimmage over here? There's your X. That makes this guy your slot. That makes him your flyer or F, okay? I'm I'm not talking about an F tight end. I'm talking about flyer. I put F instead of flyer because it's just easier to say in uh, shorter terminology, all right? Now, with that being said, we identified the F receiver up top here. He's going to run a fade. So it's F fade, right? He's just going to run a little fade route to the to the back corner of the end zone, okay? That's his route. Now, what does slay mean? Slay is a concept where you're going to run a flat route with a slant combination, okay? So it's going to be RPR, F fade, slay, read option, okay? Now, some of you guys are going, okay, where's the run pass option? You're going to have an option built in here where you can hand the ball off to this running back and it'd be a running play, okay? But what Jordan's going to do is Jordan is going to read this guy right here, okay? Now, you come to the line, you're doing a pre-snap 
a pre-snap assessment here, right? You're you're reading pre-snap and you're going, okay, what defense are they in? I want you to I'm gonna clear it off here. I want you to notice something. Look at these defenders up here ready to jam, right? If these guys were playing off a little bit back here, Jordan probably throws this pass option of this play. Okay. He probably goes to the flat. You've kind of got the hat count, but look at the defenders, right? How they're snug. So he comes to the line, right? And, and it's like Greg Cosell talked about, you know, you're it's it's elimination and isolation. Remember Greg Co me talking about Greg Cosell saying that? The great quarterbacks, they know how to pre-snap read, and it's all about elimination and isolation. When you come to this to this line of scrimmage here, you've got three options. You can throw the pass, you can hand off to the running back, or you can keep it yourself. So the first form of gathering that information is, is the pass in play here. Is that an option here? It is not. These guys are going to jam up. That's going to get it blown up. All it's going to take is this guy to jam him, this guy to jam him, and as you try to throw this flat, there's a tackle to be made. They're already putting too many bodies over here, okay? So I think Jordan came to the line and said, okay, they're playing press man. Let's don't even worry about that. That's not an option. So now you go to the read option aspect of this play. Now, what's the read option? Essentially, the running back is going to plan on getting the ball. Jordan Love is going to put the ball into the belly of the running back, and he's going to plan on running it, okay? What Jordan's going to do is he's going to come out here, and he's going to read Cam Jordan, okay? If Cam Jordan stands straight up and doesn't attack the mesh point, the mesh point being the point in which Jordan Love is going to hand the ball off to the running back. If he doesn't attack the mesh point, you simply give the ball to the running back and let him run the ball. Because you've eliminated Cam Jordan from the play, you're playing plus one on the hat count, okay? So that's really, really important. What's cool, the reason I know with 100% certainty that this read option was baked in is simply this. If you watch Luke Musgrave, he's going to drive block this guy back into the end zone. He's not even running a pass route, okay? So he's taking him out of the play, all right? We have eliminated that defender, okay? Now it comes down to Cam Jordan. We've got to read Cam Jordan. If he crashes in here, as soon as we fake the handoff, then Jordan is going to keep it and run the quarterback option, okay? If Cam Jordan stands up, then you hand the ball off to the running back and you got your hat count. Thank God Cam Jordan crashed because if Cam Jordan had stood straight up, this is getting stopped as soon as he hands the ball off to Patrick Taylor, and I'll explain why. I hate to pick on the guy. I really do. But Josh Myers lays an absolute egg on this play. He gets beat like a drum. You'll see it from a different angle here in a second. I want you to key in, though. Watch Jordan Love and watch Cam Jordan, okay? Watch Cam Jordan right here. And I want you to watch Jordan Love put his eyes on Cam Jordan, all right? Here we go. We're going to play it slow. Ball snapped. I'm going to clear it. Look at Cam Jordan. He's not vertical. He's not standing straight up. And look, I want you to key in right here. Look at Jordan Love's eyes. He is watching Cam Jordan. He knows exactly what he wants right here. Cam Jordan's crashing. So what we're going to do, we're going to fake the handoff, keep it. Now look at this. Look at the hat count you got now. Look at Luke Musgrave too, by the way. I know it's a corner. I got it. But great technique. He, he stays inside the pads, doesn't try to get flashy with the block, and is going to drive the corner into the end zone. And now guess what it is, guys? It's one-on-one. -on -one. Demario Davis versus Jordan Love. You guys remember all week long we broke down the matchups between the Saints and the Packers, 
And you guys heard me say over and over and over, Granderson's a great edge defender. Cam Jordan's arguably one of the best defensive linemen to ever play the game, right? So you've got those two on the front. And at the next level, it's Demario Davis. This is a tough defense. You've got Jordan Love one-on-one against that matchup that I told you guys I was worried about, right? He's not biting on the running back. He's right here. He knows that Jordan Love has got the ball, and we're going to try to score. Watch Jordan Love put this move on Demario Davis. Whoop. Guys, RPR. We talked about it all offseason. The RPR has finally arrived in Green Bay, and I am absolutely excited about it. This is a great angle right here. Again, watch Cam Jordan, right? Imagine it from Jordan Love's perspective. Let's just key in on Cam Jordan. If he stands straight up, we're handing that ball off. If he crashes in on the mesh point, we're take we're keeping the ball. Watch Love right here. Watch Jordan, watch Cam Jordan. See him crash in. Oh yeah, let's roll. Look at that hole right there, man. Demario Davis, and then here comes the move. Now this is the part that hurts. You guys heard me say, thank goodness Cam Jordan crashed, and really it was a little bit of luck on Green Bay side. I hate to do it to him, but watch our boy Josh Myers. This this hurts. Watch Josh Myers on this play. Imagine Cam Jordan stands straight up, okay? And and there's absolutely no chance that Jordan Love keeps the ball. Okay, let's pretend that's the case right here. Watch Josh Myers, and imagine he hands the ball off to Patrick Taylor here. Okay, Patrick Taylor's got the ball. Look at Josh Myers. What the hell is that? He literally just puts an elbow into his guy's stomach and watch him stumble forward. Guys, that is embarrassing. That right there is embarrassing. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> look at his arms. Like, he completely whiffed. And imagine Patrick Taylor here. Like, what's Patrick Taylor going to do if he's got the ball? If that was A.J. Dillon and that guy blew up right there and we handed the ball off to him, every fan on the surface would be saying what? God, A.J. Dillon's a power back. Thought he's supposed to be good down here. This is what Mike Wall was talking about when defending A.J. Dillon. Like, what is he supposed to do there, right? And, again, it's it's on Josh Myers. I'm just – I don't – I hate talking negative about Green Bay Packer players because I want everyone to pan out, and I want our GM to be proven right and all these things. But if you see it, you got to say it. That's a horrible rep by Josh Myers. And, again, it was it was a micro – this is a microcosm of that fourth quarter and how Jordan Love just put the team on his back. I mean, he absolutely did. But, again, great read on the read option. Makes Demario Davis miss. Now we're in business, fellas. Now we're in business. Touchdown. Now it's a one-score game. All Jordan Love right there. Just absolutely phenomenal. Now, 17 to 9, right? Here comes the two point conversion. We got an 11 gun, doubles on, strong left, T same, fly motion, slot cross, flat curl, T swing. Let's talk about what all that means. Um, first of all, LaFleur said they screwed the motion up. I'm saying fly motion simply because, I mean, that's, that's what you would have to call this. If this was a design in the play, um, then it would be fly motion. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if, Jaden Reed was supposed to go all the way across the formation or whatever, but the fact that this was a miscommunication by Jaden Reed or uh, a misread by Jaden Reed, I should say, we're lucky the ball doesn't get snapped and it hits Jaden Reed because they they weren't on the same page. I think that's what LaFleur was talking about. But, again, let's kind of talk about 11-gun. Uh, obviously, one running back, one tight end. Doubles, There's it's a two-by-two two set. Doubles on means the tight end is on the line of scrimmage, right? It's a strong left. Obviously, he's on the left side. T same means the running back is on the same side. 
Then you got fly motion. Who's the fly? Let's check it out. The X is on the line of scrimmage opposite the tight end. That means the other receiver in the doubles look would be your Z. This is your fly. Okay. Now, sometimes that fly motions to slot, right? And then goes. Okay. He kind of does that. So you you could say fly motion to slot because as you'll see here, he's going to motion over and then he's going to come back out in the flat. Okay. So what you've got with your passing concept is a little slot cross, which is basically the tight end is going to run across her. Then you've got the dig on the backside. That's a slot cross concept. Some people will call that Y slot cross. Okay. Or just Y cross. I feel like that's that's way too vague because when you say Y cross, it simply means the tight end is running across. Or when you say slot cross, that's it's really, really evident that, okay, that's a slot cross concept. And like I said, some coaching staffs have different terminology. Let's don't get too hung up on that. On the other side, you got a flat curl concept, okay? Again, Jaden Reed's going to fly motion, and he's going to run a flat, and then Dobbs is just going to run a curl. And I want you to watch as this unfolds. The big thing is – the, the defense plays this perfect, okay? And, and of course, I'm sorry, you got the T swing as well. The, the running back's going to tee out. He's going to swing out over here, all right? So as this unfolds, I want you to watch the DBs in the slot cross, okay? The sit is covered up. The curl's covered up underneath. The flat's cur- covered up on the right side. Jordan knows it. Jordan's reading right now. And as soon as he realizes, oh, crap, these guys in the secondary played it perfect, right? Watch what Jordan does. I'm going to play it slow. I want you to key in on a slot cross up top. There's your fly motion. He's going to stop. Look how close the ball comes to hitting him. That's what LaFleur was talking about. Like, oh, crap. Like, I don't think he was supposed to motion there or he was supposed to go all the way across one of the two. I don't know where the miscommunication was. But, again, look up top at the slot cross. Jordan looks. Right here, he knows the cross ain't there. Why is the cross not there? Middle field closed, right? Middle field closed. This guy's got underneath, okay? Now, you see this defender's already getting a little bit of a little bit of leverage as well, all right? So now what's he going to do? He's looking to the dig that completes the slot cross, right? He's looking for this dig right here. Slot cross ain't there. Look at the curl. It's covered up. Look at the flat. He's already getting jammed. Nothing's nothing's going the way we expected it right here, right? <laughs> Watch Jordan. He identifies it quick. He sees middle close. Look at him look left, right? Now when he looks here, what's he seeing? He's seeing the safety or the corner. I think it's actually the corner. I think this was on Lattimore, actually. So when he sees that, everything's covered up, right? He could dump it to the T-swing and see if Taylor could get in real quick, but look at that defender's all over that. I love what Jordan does here. Watch Jordan. I got to buy some time. Crap. All right, that's not there. The flat's not there. Dobbs is now breaking off his route. But right here, Jordan knows as soon as he as soon as he goes to break the pocket, Right here, the last thing he's seeing, what does he see? The slot cross, right, gets broken off. Great job by Samori Torre. Samori Torre knows there's too much traffic here, right? So when he sees that, watch Jordan now. All right, buy some time, buy some time. Look at that. Quick head snap back. He knows where the leverage is. Lattimore's not going to let him cross his face. And Jordan knows exactly where he needs to put that ball, and that's out here in this area right here. Throw him open. How many times have we seen 12 do that? Cross body, beautiful spiral. Two-point conversion, good. We're off to the races. 6.58 left, and we've got all the momentum in the freaking world. Look at that spiral crossbody by Jay Love. Ah, what a great, great just improvisation, man. Great job. That's the stuff that he brings to the table. That's exciting. Got to get that accuracy fixed. Got to get the drops cleaned up. 
all that good stuff. But I think we got us one in Jay Love, and I'm feeling better and better about it every week. Look at this right here. Him and his uh, backup quarterback. This looks like Favre and Peterson back in the day, right? Looks like Rodgers and Flynn back in the day. They're going to get to grow up together. Absolutely awesome. Now, special teams play. I just put Savage Specials. The very next play, guys, we got all that momentum, right? How many times have we seen this? You come out with the momentum. All right, we're making a comeback. And then they get a huge kick return, right? This might be the most important play of the entire game. And you guys know I have been all over Darnell Savage, right? I, I've pointed out that he's underperformed the last two years. Watch him on this play. This is the very next kickoff. It'd be real easy to give up a, a big return and they get a little momentum back and then they could kind of keep the ball and, and prevent us from coming back here. But watch this. Probably should, I'm going to play it normal and then we'll go back to slow motion. All right, they're setting up the return. Bang. You're going to see somebody flash through here in a second. Guess who it is? Sarnell Savage. And I'm going to try to slow it down because I want you to see right here. This is Darnell Savage flying in. Great gap integrity. You see him cutting across now. Watch Savage not get too aggressive. Square up right here. Puts his foot in the ground. Great read. And bang, makes the tackle at the, what, 16, 17-yard line. Guys, that is a huge freaking play for this comeback. Got to give Savage props, man. What a great special teams play. Absolutely great. Um, just had to show him a little love there for sure. All right, 429 left. We get the ball back, right? We're starting at our own 30-yard line. We come out in 11-gun double, strong right, T-same, three out and up, wipe out, T-cut. All right, what does that mean? Shouldn't even draw it out because this is the scramble play, but still I want to point it out because it's important um, to understand what all that means. All right, so the three out and up, this is really cool. So the three route, right, is going to be like this hitch play, or I'm sorry, a comeback, all right? He's going to run a comeback. I love this out and up. We do this a lot. We've seen it with Aaron Jones flexed out is, is where I've noticed it the most. He's going to run an out and then up the sideline. And what you're doing is you're getting these guys to commit to the comeback. You've got two windows to throw this ball. You can throw the out route, or you can wait for the second window when he clears right here, okay, if you have long enough to uh, long enough protection to make that work, right? Now we got wipe out, okay? Now, Wipeout is a post with an out route, okay? So essentially what's going to happen is out route, post, okay? And they're going to go off screen, but still wanted to point it out. And then you got T-cut, which kind of works as a levels play. The running back is going to run a T-cut, and you're kind of attacking at levels here, okay? So on this side of the field, you're attacking deep, obviously. You're looking for the comeback route or you're going to the out and up. On this side, you're working levels with a little post across the middle if these safeties commit in one direction or another, okay? But what's Jordan here? Ball snap, drops back, doesn't like what he sees. Everybody is covered up, right? This The only problem with this out and up, this, this three out and up combo over here, is the fact that it takes so long for it to develop. I mean, look how long it's going to take for that to develop. That guy's just now getting into his out, and Jordan already has somebody in his face, right? Let's take it back. Who gets beat here, guys? Keying on T or I about said TJ Lane, but that's a blast from the past. Keying on this blocker right here. That's our boy Royce Newman. Remember us talking about we want to see Rashid Walker at guard. That's that's who Mike Wall said he would like to see it at uh, at left guard. I'm sorry. Look at TJ Lane. Just gets beat like a drum, man. Like an absolute drum. There there is a little game there. They are running a little ET stunt, but still. 
you're this far into the play, you got to finish. I don't know why Royce thought it was okay just to let him go now. That That is just absolutely crazy. But, again, fourth quarter, four minutes left. This is all Jordan Love. Watch this. All right, two free rushers, get off of me. I got You got to see that again. Watch Jordan's left arm. Watch him swat this guy away. Get off of me. I think that was Granderson. I could be wrong, but I believe that's Granderson. Look at that. I love he. I mean, he literally cuffed him in the back of the head on his way down. How cool is that? I love it. Jay loves off to the races. Looks backwards, like the road runner here. <laughs> and and I got to be real. Right here, I was going to just get out of bounds. Don't get hit, right? And and thank goodness for Romeo Dobbs. Might have got away with a little block in the back, but still just gets enough of a shoulder there. And look at Jordan stay in bounds right here, man. Tippy throwing up the line, up the sideline. Huge first down, guys. Huge first down with 419 left. Again, you see Royce getting beat like a drum. Jay Love smacking him, jukes him out of his out of his shoes, takes a little quick peek back. Watch his footwork here. Look at his spatial awareness on the sideline. Oh, what a great play. Look at that right there, man. It is a game of inches. A game of inches, and I'm here for it. Absolutely awesome play. Jordan firing them up. Let's go. First down. Look at this. Watch his feet right here one more time. For those of you on the pod, there might have been two inches of, of grass in between his foot and the uh, and the out-of-bounds line. I want you to key in on the real MVP right here, guys. Y'all ain't ready for this. Let's take it, take it, take it. Pause it. Look at my boy right here. Laser eyes. He knows it. <laughs> the ref's like, yep, he's in. And you got this guy back here. I can't tell if he's sipping whiskey or if he's got a spit cup. But my man is cooler than a cucumber. Look at him. Jay Love staying in bounds. What a what a great play. Samori Torre getting getting a little bit of a block there. Not much, but still got the job done. First down, move the chains. Look at Jay Love fired up. Let's go. Get on my freaking back. All right. 413 left. Second and 10 play. 11 gun empty. Y right T left. Wrap. Y skinny snag fade. This is. Probably my favorite passing play, my second favorite passing play, which didn't make the cut, by the way, was the Romeo Dobbs deep pass because, of the best of my knowledge, it didn't lead to a score. So I'm like, man, as much as I like that play, you guys have seen it a thousand times. Absolutely beautiful throw by Jordan Love, beautiful catch, tiptoe catch down there on the sideline by Romeo Dobbs. But, again, we want Chalk Talk to be about what were the most significant plays in the game that made the difference, right? And that's why we uh, kind of take this approach. Now, we've got a – Wrap, why skinny, snag, fade. This is going to be a wrap concept. Remember we talked about wrap. Uh, you heard Kurt Warner talk about it over and over and over. They love, LaFleur loves running wrap concepts when you're outnumbered. Okay, what's that mean? You got a triangle look over here on defense. That's three on two. Notice your tight ends on the other side, right? So you've got a negative hat count on that side, and they're going to try to run a wrap, okay? The wrap concept is Patrick Taylor is going to sit, this receiver is going to wrap around him. That's what you call a wrap concept. We're going Y skinny. Luke Musgrave is the Y tight end. He's just going to run a skinny post down the seam. And then you've got snag fade. All right. Snag fade is going to be a quick drag, or some people would say slant or shallow cross. Okay. I, I refer to that as a drag. And then you're going to a little stutter fade route. Okay. And this is the great diving catch by Jaden Reed. I heard a lot of people giving Jaden Reed flack for drops. I think Jaden Reed had a good game. Like, he's a rookie, guys. I think we're starting to expect too much from him. And I'm sorry, that drop in the end zone, that was a freak play. Like, he had possession of it, and the defender's leg literally knocks it out. Like, 
what are you going to do about that, right? Yes, you'd like to see him hold on to it. But again, 11 gun empty, Y right, T left, meaning the T is right here. That's our boy uh, Patrick Taylor. Wrap, Y skinny, snag fade. Let's roll the tape. I want you to really key in on the bottom. Watch Jaden Reed right here. He's going to run a little stutter step and a fade. You'll see the snag underneath. I think it's Samori Torre or maybe Dontavian Wicks that's going to run the little shallow drag there, right? See the drag coming underneath? You got options. Guys, this is a second and 10 play, right? I want you to look at where Jordan goes with the ball here. Like, you you have the shallow cross on the snags wide open. You've got the dig off the wrap is wide open. You've got the check down to Patrick Taylor that's wide open. And where does Jordan go with the ball? Right here. He has so much faith in Jaden Reed, it's not even funny. And you know the old saying, right? If we're even, I'm leaving. Look at him. If we're even, I'm leaving. Watch Jaden Reed here. This is veteran. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this, this dude is game ready. Watch Jaden real close here. I'm going to try to slow it down for you guys. Right here, the ball's in the air, right? And for those of you on the pod, Jaden slows down. Extends his arm, creates just enough separation. It's like he he breaks the stride. First of all, the corner or the safety, whichever it is, is looking at him, right? Now he goes back to try to find the ball. Jaden gives him a little nudge. Late hands, late hands. Look at that diving grab, gang. That is a rookie second-round wide receiver. Look at that grab. Torques his body in midair to make sure the ball doesn't touch the ground. Guys, this isn't just a random second quarter play. Four minutes left in the game, down by six, second and ten, two open options underneath. Jordan Love says, no, I'm going to my guy Jaden Reed, and Jaden Reed does not disappoint. What a great grab, man. Secures it all the way through the ground. Huge play to put him down here in scoring distance, right? Watch this angle right here. Again, watch the stutter step, a little chop-chop. We're outside. If we're even, I'm leaving. Just that little nudge, dive and grab. God, what a play, man. Absolutely awesome. All right, we're in business. 259 left in the game. Third and three. We're down by six points. We come out in 11 guns, strong left trips, T-week, Ohio, Y-out, X-fade, T-leak. All right, let's look it over here. Strong left trips, you guys know what that means. T-week, same side as the tight end. You're good there. We're going to run an Ohio Y-out. Some people would call this double Ohio. I call it Ohio Y-out because if you say double Ohio, you might think there's a an Ohio route some, or a concept somewhere else on the field. In this case, it's impossible because you've got a single receiver on this side, and Ohio is a two-receiver route combination. But nonetheless, Ohio is real simple. The outside receiver is going to run a non-route. The inside receiver is going to run an out route, okay? So you tack on the Y out. Luke Musgrave's your Y receiver. He's going to run an out route. Some people refer to that as double Ohio. Like I said, I would call it Ohio, Y out, and we're going X fade, T leak. So, of course, the T is just going to leak out, right? But the big thing here is Romeo Dobbs at the bottom is going to run a little fade. And you guys know what play this is. Here we go. Come and set again. Ohio, Y out, X fade, T leak. Watch Romeo Dobbs at the bottom of the screen. Jordan Love said, I'm going to my guy. We've seen this. We've done this a thousand times working 
with the same um, the same uh, personal coaches that they use. It's my understanding they've been working together. Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs have been working together since Romeo Dobbs's junior year in college. I believe they said, if I understood that correctly, because they have the same team, the same you know personal trainers. So they work out together in the offseason, even before they were teammates as Packers, if I understood correctly. Look at this chemistry here. J-Love's going to drop back. He knows exactly where he's going. There's no, there's no safety help. Now, you got to give LaFleur credit here, too. That's a beautiful thing about the trips. You go strong trips left, right? You put three targets on this side of the field, guess what happens? You do that, you got all this space out here to work with because they have got to respect these three receivers. They got to have safety up over the top. They're probably playing a little zone match, and, and you need all the help you can get on those trips. They got to be willing to take away the middle of the field as well. So what that does is free up this. This is isolation play. Again, what does Greg Cosell say? Elimination, isolation. Jordan Love comes to the line, sees that safety. Let's eliminate this look over here altogether, right? Where's your isolation play? Your isolation play is right here. Elimination, isolation, go to your matchup. Ball snapped, beautiful set, absolutely perfect throw. Look at Romeo Dobbs here. Look at that grab. Are you kidding me? Back shoulder to perfection. My favorite part of this play probably, though, look at the corner kind of sitting on top of him and watch Romeo. the hell off of me. <laughs> I love it. This right here is the best angle. This is as close to the Favre's pass against the Cincinnati Bengals in 1992 angle that you're going to see. This is just phenomenal. Watch Jordan let this thing rip. Look at the placement of this ball, guys. Look at that. You cannot throw it any better. And look at Romeo Dobbs high point now, catching the ball behind him. <laughs> like that defender had no shot whatsoever, none. Absolutely perfect pass. I'm going to take it back one more time for you. I love that angle. God, I love that angle. Put that on loop, man. Put it on loop. Snap of the wrist. Beautiful snatch by Romeo. And like I said, watch him right here as the as the DB's on him, right? We know what the DB's doing here. DB could get out of the way. Look at him. Romeo, get the heck off of me, dude. Look at him. He even gave him the look back. And look at Jordan. That's the look you want. Let's go. One more time in case they didn't hear it, Jordan. Gonna say it again. <laughs> I love it. 17-17, 2.56 left in the game. Now it comes down to the extra point. I remember sitting here going, oh, crap, we got to kick an extra point. You guys remember, I think it was Tim, might have been Jacob, someone on the postgame show, no, Dakota, maybe it was Dakota, I can't remember, said, did somebody throw a towel at the football there? Watch what happens here. I'm almost positive that this is the towel that gets thrown. See the long snapper? See the white towel on his, on his hip? I'm pretty sure this defender – Pushes in, grabs the towel, and throws it straight up in the air to try to hit the ball. Watch this. This is the I've been watching football, guys, since Cali. I don't want to sound like an old timer here, but probably since I was six, seven years old. You know, I was born in '82. I've been watching it since let's say 1990, right? So I've been watching football for 33 years. I've never seen this one time in the history of me watching football in 33 years. Watch this guy. Grabs the towel right there, number 90. Number 90 right now is grabbing the towel off of the no off of the uh the long snapper. And watch what he does. <laughs> and he about hits it. 
<laughs> he throws the towel up and tries to hit the face. Might have hit it. I don't know. It don't matter, though. Anders Carlson got enough leg. It's going through anyway, baby. There's your game-winning point. Yeah, what a fun game, man. I could go back through that again. Some of you guys are going, please don't do that, Clayton. Please don't do that. But just what a fun game to watch, man. Oh, man, the chat's lit up. I didn't expect this many people in here. Guys, I wish I could get back to all of them. I probably ain't going to be able to. I definitely want to um, hit on the Super Chats because I really, really appreciate you guys supporting the stream. Appreciate everybody in here, man. Just uh, Let's do a quick roll call in the chat. Like I said, Emilio, Eric Sutherland, Mano, Jarrell, Mark. Um, don't want to say them twice, but yeah, got ROK Beast in the house. Appreciate the kind words there, buddy. I disagree, but thank you so much, man. I, that means the world to me. Uh, Jeffrey in here. Let's see who else we got. Tyus. All right, Tyus. I love Bane so much. Dude, Bane is – oh, my God, man. Loved his tweet earlier today, too. Um, absolutely love it. Let's see. Dilo in the house. What's up, Dilo? We got Togrel, I believe is how you say it, or Togrel. Um, appreciate you swinging through. Cheesehead Murph in the house. Number one Packer fan. The whole crew's here. Love it. Steven Smith. United Bates, Eric Sutherland, like I said earlier. We got Tim, everybody, Mastermind. What's up, Mastermind? All right. And then, of course, we got Super Chat here. Let me go ahead and get this off the screen. You guys can stare at my ugly mug for just a second. Uh, John Benson with the Super Chat. Love this pod. How much had uh, how much had Rudy Ford impressed? Um, Rudy Ford, if you go watch the tape, the thing that stood out to me about Rudy Ford, John, if you're genuinely asking, I don't know, you may be taking a shot at me because I'm the president of the, of the Rudy Ford fan club. <laughs> that could be the case. But uh, the thing that stood out to me about Rudy Ford, fundamentally sound. You guys will notice that when it comes to PFF, it's all about consistency. You know, one or two bad plays, you're going to have a bad grade. But the players that that consistently make uh, good reads and stay schematically sound, um, they tend to have a more steady grade, right? And when you go back and watch the tape with Rudy Ford, so many times, like – he should have had an interception one time, uh, but he was just all over the place. He had he had pass breakups. He tackled really well, uh, fit into his run fit extremely well. Played kind of top down. Like I said, they they ran cover one robber. Uh, they ran uh, a lot of quarter quarter half zone match. Um, they did a lot of a lot of exotic fronts. Like I said, trying to isolate those three defenders, those three pass rushers on the right side of the offensive line. And anytime you've seen Rudy Ford come into the picture, man, he was just schematically sound. I know that's boring. Um, and yeah, you, you think of Darnell Savage with the pick six last year, and you're like, yeah, that's the kind of play we need. Yeah, it's true. They're huge plays, right? They can turn the tide in the game like that. But when you play schematically sound, especially top down in that in that two high shells look that, that Joe Barry likes to show, it's absolutely huge. I don't think it's any coincidence that our DBs played Arguably their best game. I think our coverage grade was the best that we had had all year. And, again, John, I'm going to drop this down real quick. Man, I really, really appreciate the super chat, buddy. Thank you so much for supporting the stream. Um, I think I've got it pulled up here, defensive grade. Look at the coverage grade. Rudy Ford, 81.4. Russell Douglas, 76.2. Keyshawn Nixon, 80.5, right? Um, even Isaiah McDuffie, 67.5, and he had 37 snaps as a linebacker. That's huge. Uh, Eric Wilson filled in a little bit at middle linebacker, eight snaps, 66.3. Right. Devondre Campbell before he got hurt was a 64.0. I don't think it's any coincidence that the DBs played coverage well and the defense had their their best game of the of the year so far. Right. Very young year. I get it. But yeah, man, I'm a I'm a big Rudy Ford fan. I just want to see him re return to, uh, you know, how well he looked there early last year when he first took over 
uh, that starting job. I think I think when Savage got hurt initially and then he came back as a nickel. Uh, I know he did lose a starting job twice last year, but Savage looked good. Again, man, just a team, an absolute team victory, man. Darnell Savage on that kickoff, kickoff coverage, I appreciate that more than any of the plays I just showed you. Some of you guys are going, whatever, Clayton. You got really excited over the RPR. <laughs> and I did, rightfully so. But, um, yeah, Savage on that kickoff, though, man, that's the things that matter, dude. And and you got a starting safety that's playing special teams, and he was fired up to make that play. I just absolutely love it, man. Absolutely love it. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up because we got Packers Total Access Live coming up at 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Mastermind in the chat said, I'm praying we can get Zach Tom, uh, back Zach Tom at right tackle because Hutchinson destroyed Nisman. Uh, in in the uh, in last in the last game last year can't afford uh, that to happen again. Yeah, it's the first thing I thought of too, Mastermind, um, because that was the game that that Najman got pulled for Zach Tom, and it's because Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson was beating him like a drum. There's no doubt about that. But I'm not as concerned simply because we should have won both of those games against Detroit last year, and again. I don't like to pile on Rodgers. I was I'm a, I'm still a big Rodgers fan. I, I'll always like Aaron Rodgers, um, but he kind of he was probably the biggest factor into losing those Detroit Lion games last year, and it sucked because it that was the first time I felt like in a long time, or really maybe ever, it's like wow Rodgers didn't rise to the occasion. You know, he kind of I don't want to say choked, but he, he panicked a little bit on the RPO looks. But the fact that we got the RPR now in the offense. I guarantee you Aiden Hutchinson in the Detroit Lions, if my dumb redneck buck can pick up that RPR, I guarantee you they're picking up that RPR. Guarantee you that. So, yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here. Milio said, hey, we're tuning in. Uh, we're tune- We're turning up later to the Total Access show. Absolutely, man. You guys swing back through, hang out with us. We'd love to have everybody back. But I really appreciate even just a surprise stream, man. We had a packed house in here. You guys hanging out with us. We, we definitely appreciate it. But we'll be back, like I said, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. It's already scheduled. You guys can find the link on the YouTube channel. Um, we'll try to send a tweet out when we go live as well in case you guys get busy. But thank you guys so much for your time uh, hanging out with us. Uh, I'm telling you, me and Tim were talking offline last night. I know Jacob completely agrees. Um, when the chat's full, this, that's what makes this show go, man. The conversations we have in the chat with you guys is just absolutely awesome. And maybe I should apologize for getting – a little bit rude yesterday with somebody in the chat, but I felt like he was calling people out in the chat and we're not going to tolerate that, man. Uh, we want people in this chat to be respectful. You can disagree, but be respectful. But to, to say that people don't know football because you have a differing opinion, we're just not going to tolerate that, man. This is going to be a place where everybody can come at different levels. And whether you know football more than me, or you know football less than just a casual fan, you're welcome to hang out with us and learn as we all learn and, and go along. So with that being said, we're out of here. Thank you all so much. John Benson, thank you for the super chat, bub. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go pack up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Double tackle. Defensive end if he's over. He's right down the first man who's inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. No one goes. Go right by this and field this side. YN has the linebacker taken out. That's inside. The YN has the linebacker in. He comes all the way around. You look at this play. We'll be trying to get a seal here. And a seal here. And try to run this play in the alley.